Hi, this is Martin Medeiros with Negotiation Strategist Research, and as you know, I stand for the proposition that we communicate our needs to the world using negotiation and how effective we are at communicating those needs to determine if we achieve our needs. Negotiation is agency. Negotiation is freedom. You can control it. Hi, this is Mark Medeiros with Negotiation Strategist Research, and today we're going to talk about how to master basic negotiation tactics. And for those of you who's been in seeing my live performances and my courses, you know that I want to give you the experience I've gained over 25 years working at Amlaw 100 law firms and in the Fortune 500. So these are things that will empower you to get your needs met because we use negotiation to communicate our needs to the world. Without further ado, you know I stand for the proposition that there are three subsystems to negotiation. One, our strategies. Second, which is the plan, tactics, things we do at the negotiation, and operations. These are things external to the negotiation that impact its outcome. Today, our focus is tactics. The tactical groupings I've come up with, there are five of them. Uh, I authored the book... 161 negotiation tactics and we polled 60 people who self-identified as professional negotiators or those who spent more than 50% of their day negotiating. We got a top 10 out of that, but more importantly, I interviewed them one-on-one. -on -one. I interviewed other people who weren't in the survey on what works for them. And that's how I got to this 161 number. And they were salespeople, procurement folks, attorneys, uh, uh, prosecutors, uh, I, combat veterans, hostage negotiators, uh, a lot of different groups of people on how to deal with people to influence them in a certain direction. But you don't have to memorize 161 different tactics because I noticed that they coalesced in five basic groups. And here are the groups. Authority, deal structure, personal, physical, process, and policy. Let's talk about each one of those groups and what to do with those tactics that form in each one. Authority, very common. This is when I use a guru, a law, or some type of fact to persuade you to take one position or another. Well, the commodities board said the price of corn is going up, therefore I want a higher price. Uh, that may that's using the authority of a commodities market board on determining price. Uh, one thing to handle such authoritative tactics is to question the premises. Um, it doesn't apply to my situation, or it doesn't take in all the facts. For example, uh, it's illegal to build a fence over eight feet in this town. And you may say, well, that doesn't apply to me because I have a deer problem and deer can leap over my six-foot fence 
And there is a process to build that fence uh, by getting a special permit or something or engineer it so it loads uh, properly with strong wind. So what you do is you, you distinguish your situation as different than what the authority that is stopping you uh, to do it. Attorneys call it distinguishing. And another thing typically is, is it relevant to you? A lot of people uh, talk about authority, but it really doesn't apply. Uh, it's very common to distinguish how it's relevant to your situation or not, or how you're different. Deal structure. This is the second tactical grouping, which is the way deals are structured to uh, favor us or disfavor us, depending on how they're put together. And this, of course, requires us going through the deal elements point by point and see if they actually meet our needs or not. Renegotiate, redraft contracts. It's done all the time. And when you focus on your needs, you can say if that deal is structured in such a way as your primary need is not met. So you have to have a really good view of that, whether it's pricing structure, flexibility, risk allocation, all that has to do with the structure of the deal. Uh, Richard Thaler, who's a Nobel laureate, talks about this idea of choice architecture where uh, rational choices are pre-selected, which may or may not fit your needs, but a lot of times we can rationalize um, good choices and a lot of times you see this baked into contracts where we architect the, the choices we want people to make, generally for our side, but in the public policy, policy setting. It should be for everyone's use. Personal tactics, this is by far the largest group in our research, and these have to do with of and about the people. So these can be something as brunt as an ad hominem attack. What are you doing here? You know nothing about the deal. Why are you negotiating it? I want to talk to the decision maker. Those are personal attacks on your credibility, on your uh, ability to do what you're doing. Um, the way to handle personal attacks, of course, is again to disregard personal remarks and call it out. The best way to call out personal attacks is by questioning. Uh, what makes you say that is an example. Uh, how did you arrive at that question? Especially when people are attacking your identity, your inexperience, or anything else that has to do with your identity. Um, Another element of personal tactics has to do with the psychological type of the parties. And I spent a fair amount of time in my book talking about, well, how do you influence really difficult parties if they're gaslighting you? Gaslighting is when you undermine, it makes someone doubt their own credibility, their own sanity, uh, or a narcissist or a passive aggressive. These are Personalities we come across in negotiation, and without a basic understanding on those uh, personality types, you won't be able to understand it. So, if it's a high stakes negotiation, you want to get a good beat on who the people are and maybe crack open the DSM 5 and talk about okay, these are the traits, and here's how to deal with them. Physically, these are tactics that deal with odd things. This is our uh, Fourth grouping, weird handshakes, weird room lighting, uh, things to elicit a response or intimidate. We see these a lot in different situations. Uh, sometimes they're very amateurish. And the best way to deal with these tactics is just to call it out. Hey, that's my hand. How hard are you going to 
squeeze it. That's odd. Uh, call out the odd behavior. And if you yourself have some physical uh, nervousness, um, some physical tell, uh, self-soothing behavior, like when you're under stress, you may like rub your knee or touch your face is a very common one. You're going to have to learn or train yourself to arrest those nervous behaviors because um, these tactics are uh, telegraphing to other people. It's something you should kind of control yourself, but uh, sometimes people do this to increase that tension level and uh, stage things like the you know the big walkout. Well, most walkouts are done when parties aren't prepared and they're very uh, showboaty, but they're really not used by most professional negotiators in the transactions I'm involved in. Process and policy. This is the fifth negotiation grouping, and we're all familiar with this. It typically is used um, with a call center or someone in authority. I'm sorry, that's not our policy. We can't do that. You're asking for something and they're saying, no, it's our policy. The way to handle that is just simply ask for the policy. And if they can't produce it, and my informal statistics show that they will produce policy about 30% of the time, meaning 70% is relegated to a rich oral tradition no one can really remember. For this reason, knowing this policy process uh, tactic is basically a way to get you to stop asking questions. And if they do produce it, then you look for exceptions. You distinguish again as an authority because this is a type of authority on how it doesn't apply to your situation. And those are the five major groups of tactics. So those are our basic tactic groups. So if they're using authority, deal structure, personal tactics, physical tactics, or the process and policy tactic group, what I want you to do is know that asking questions controls the negotiation. Generally, the person who asks the questions controls the negotiation. If someone's doing a personal tactic, you question them on it. Or if they have an odd personality type that's getting you from having your need met or being heard, say, why are you doing that? This is a negotiation and I've it sounds like you're not willing to negotiate. How can we come together on this? The open-ended question is actually the number one tactic used in our survey of professional negotiators is a very powerful thing because an open-ended question, you're not negotiating against yourself and you're eliciting more information which can inform you on your next action to take. Thank you once again for joining me Martin Medeiros at Negotiation Strategist Research, and I hope you learned about the basics of negotiation tactics.